Welcome to the Inspiring Tech Leaders podcast with me, Dave Roberts. In collaboration with Foundry, I'm pleased to share with you the final part of the recent CIO 100 live session, where the judges for the 2022 cohorts talk about the importance of a diverse IT community. This third episode features Madhuba Bhuta, Janet Day and myself talking with the CIO UK editor, Doug Drinkwater. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Fantastic. So we're now, finally, we've got 20 minutes left. I'm going to be joined by Janet Day, Dave Roberts and Meduse. So I guess finally, this is more on community. And really, we've spoken about best practice. We've spoken about gaining the confidence to apply. I think it's important to kind of really point out that the CL100 is an open and, and inclusive community from people of all backgrounds, different walks of life. Yes, there's people that come from a very technical background, increasingly, as we see people moving into CIO roles are coming from, from, from different roles entirely. So, Jenny, I want to start with, with yourself, because I think being a woman in technology, we, we obviously hear stories of women in tech and the progress, though I say it, is probably slower than most people would like. How would, how would you see the importance of, of the community like CL100 being open to all, of all backgrounds, really? Well, firstly, I think that that there's a danger for everyone. Uh, And we've talked a bit about the sort of imposter syndrome and things like this. But I think there's a danger just generically for lots of people to think, oh, yeah, I am the CIO and I'm the CIO in this sort of organisation. And that wouldn't be the same as being the CIO in a huge retail environment or a huge uh, manufacturing environment. So, you know, I'm, I'm not going to, A, I'm not going to get anywhere if I do apply because my role is much smaller or or B, even if I did get somewhere, what would I gain from that community? And and I think I'm going to answer it personally that I worked in a professional service environment. And and when I applied, I think I did it because as much as anything, I wanted the business to be aware that technology in the professional service environment was just as significant as it was to a huge manufacturing environment or an international banking environment or something like that. Mm-hmm. And therefore, it was to, I think, achieve status for the whole team. Not, not I mean, yeah, I got some personal status, but, but it was really about the team, but also about the positioning of the team within the business. And what I gained personally, of course, was that I did find myself in a community of people who, whilst they weren't doing exactly the same job, 85 to 90 percent of what we did felt like a horrible overlap and and every time anybody spoke about a pain we all realized it was the same pain no matter what industry you were in so i think that that inclusivity point that gain not just for you personally not just for the team but for the status of the team within the business is a really important consideration yeah well uh, dave what, what, what's your thoughts well, I think it, it, you know Janet's touched on it there. I think it's really important to have a, a, a diverse sector of different markets and, and also organisational sizes as well, mm-hmm. so, and, and cultures within those organisations. And you know, I take on my own experiences having been in the CIA 100 previously and, and being a judge for the last three years. But um, I, <laughs> yeah, what, what, give an example. I remember speaking with uh, Craig Walker, who at the time was the CIO for uh, Shell Downstream, and we were talking about. The, the different challenges that we have and it was it was it was interesting that we are at different scales but exactly the same challenges so i was working in an organization probably around a thousand people craig's working in an organization of around eighty six thousand people and we yeah we're, we're working on similar types of issues and i think just because the size and scale doesn't make a difference so i think 
I would definitely encourage people from all different enterprise SMEs, uh, not for profits. And I think, yeah, if you look at, you know, you mentioned before about uh, Danny, Danny Asler. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Danny in 2020 was ranked the, the number one uh, CIO in the CI 100. And th- that was really for, you know, how much she was achieving with a relatively small team. But um, I think we were all blown away as, as a judging panel just by you know, how much she'd done. So I wouldn't let the size of, of, of organization influence you putting something forward it's really about you know what is the value that you're creating for either your business the community that you work in and to, you know, i think you talked a bit a bit before you know the, the so what you know mm-hmm. what, what what differences are you actually making and i think if you can articulate that within your application and really tell the story you know to, to kevin's earlier point in, in, mm-hmm. a, in a concise way but also making sure that you're bringing out that tangible evidence and and and, uh, and data for the reader, you know that that's a perfect submission in my in my, uh, in my view. Yeah, 100%. And just on your point about industry, said Dave, I think last year I counted as the top 30. So for those who aren't aware, we rank one to 30, and 31 to 100 aren't ranked. And the top 30, I think we had 10 from public sector. So again, this goes to show the quality of submissions in that particular industry or field or field last year. I want to come on to, to Madhu, I'll come to you first, and, and Janet, welcome your thoughts, and Dave too. And, and that's how we encourage people from, from all groups, and that includes minority groups, to come forward. Because I, I do think there's a perception, perhaps a lingering one, in IT that is kind of, dare I say, it, kind of white, male, and stale. And that's not being derogatory to, to Dave or myself, of course. But uh, I remember speaking to Rich Corbridge recently. He said, I think we're all sick of being white male and 40 plus I think was his expression but how do we encourage more people to to come forward from minority groups because I, I do think personally just being completely transparent there, there's there's room for growth for what we can do here as a community as well so to give you some figures so 19% of the 100 last year were women that's probably par for what the IT industry we're working on 90 19% uh, women in, in the IT industry in terms of kind of Asian and black ladies, only 10% made the, the 100. So again, much room to, to go there. I think we are moving in needle in some respects. So the next CIO, we're about 50-50, men and female, um, and a bit better on the ethnicity score. But uh, but again, it just goes to show that we're trying to, as an organisation, improve this, but there's there's definitely room for improvement. So Madhu, what's your opening thoughts on that? And then, and then Janet, I'll come to you. So my first thought is... Um, this is a celebration of IT. I re- reiterate that CIO 100 is for every single person. I am I am a embodiment of that. I, w- I was in the list in 2015 and I worked for the MOD at that time for a small agency called the United Kingdom Hydrographic Office. So genuinely, it is for everybody. Uh, and the other thing is that if people from ethnic backgrounds and, and diverse backgrounds don't apply, then the, 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 the list will continue to be as it is. So it's similar to voting. So if you don't vote and you don't get a result that you wanted, then I'm afraid there is, there is nothing anybody can do about it. Must have the courage, have the courage. You have people like myself, like Kevin, of of um, of uh, of black backgrounds, you have Janet on the panel, who is a female, with myself. You can see that CIO one hundred is inclusive, and I would say 
apply and, and, and have your story read, have your story acknowledged and have a, a give yourself a chance. So if you don't give yourself a chance, you don't stand up, you don't lean in, then I'm afraid there is, you have yourself to blame. I, you, you've got the role models in front of you. Please come along, come on the journey with us and we can all um, celebrate IT together, show the world what IT can do. As Janet said, it's not, it was about acknowledging the work that her team had done. Similar to me, I wanted the work that I was doing to be acknowledged, that the digital transformation we were putting in place was not just the CIO's vision, it was everybody's vision. So those things are important, and um, that's what I'd really encourage everybody on the call to do today. Fantastic. Janet, what are your thoughts? Well, Madhu's right. Probably she and I aren't, aren't the best examples to ask that question of because, because we're here, aren't we? Uh, and both of us were listed, and, and both of us did it for lots of reasons. I've always regarded myself as a peopleist, so I don't think I'm a feminist. I, I think I'm an equalist or a peopleist. I'm, I'm much more interested in what somebody can do than anything about their background other than perhaps the jobs they've had or the environment they've worked through so that I can get a pattern for the sort of person they are. Mm -hmm. And I think I would just say to anyone that there is no boundary in this environment to being good at what you do. So just because you are, and I apologise, stale, male and grey, doesn't stop you being good at what you're doing any more than being a woman or being part of a different ethnic group or being part of a different persuasion in terms of religion doesn't stop you being good at what you're doing they're attributes that you carry with you they're part of your flag they are they are part of you but they should never be regarded as obstacles so so I think it, it is a true celebration of of achieving things and I think for some people that journey has been more difficult and so maybe we as a group of judges should think carefully about just looking at the background from which somebody has achieved what they've achieved and I think that we should be looking at um, and I would encourage anyone listening to this call to think about the amazing things you've achieved in your job because everyone doing that CIO role has to achieve amazing things and think about how you want to share with the world how exciting and how much fun you've had from it and therefore how much fun other people joining that environment could get yeah right i guess there's a point there about role modeling isn't there really that the fact that you know people can look up to people in as part of the judging team or part of the the ci 100 and, and aspire to do that if we think of diversity isn't a problem in here and now it's a problem in in stem in universities and schools as well they can aspire to be those those leaders of the future and that obviously cuts across everybody. I, I remember actually um, Dave talking of Danny, I remember him saying that seeing Anna Barsby as number one, I think back in 2015 it was, he kind of thought, well, I, I want to get to that as well. So you can draw inspiration from any number of sources, it didn't have to necessarily be a person of the same gender, for example. What's your thoughts, Dave? Well, I think um, one of the previous sessions we talked about the imposter syndrome, and I think that also comes out with people, as we've said before, May, may not think that they're they're ready for it or that they haven't quite haven't quite achieved as much as they could do and I, I I would just again echo the comments of, of Madhu and, and Janet and just put yourself forward for the 100 because it, it's if anything it's it's a really good experience to go through 
you know, have, having done it myself, it's a good way of capturing your achievements over the last 12 months. So it, it's almost like um, you know, write, writing a diary of, of, of what you've done and what your achievements are. And that, that's very beneficial for your work within your own organization. Not, not, it's not just a piece of work for the, for the 100. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I would encourage doing that as, a, as a, just a, a really good exercise uh, to, to go through. But um, yeah, I think also offer uh, any advice or mentoring to people who um, got any questions about that outside of this session as well. More, more than happy to um, answer any questions people may have. Fantastic. Thanks. So talking of questions, we've got about five minutes left. So if anyone does have any questions, please do shout now or, or afterwards. But um, I guess my final question to all of you, which has been asked to all the judges today is what final tips would you have and, and what should you avoid? Because I think that's equally as important. And, and Dave, I think I know your answer, but I'm going to start with you. Uh, I, I touched on it before, which is the bringing out the so what of your application. So um, people understanding what value have you driven within your organization. It is important that you, you don't go on, as, uh, as Kevin said, war and peace. You know, try and make it concise. But it, it's really important to have that tangible evidence that backs up you know, why you why you, you know, say you're a great leader or why you've, you know, why you've been through transformation in your business. What does that actually look like? What, what, was, the, what was the end result uh, and what was the, the, the value that that provided? So if you can capture that in the applications, I think that, that really helps, uh, you know, helps your application stand out. Mm-hmm. Janet, what do you think? Well, I think I'm going to I'm going to put the avoid in first. So avoid assuming people know the buzzwords of your industry. So actually just make sure if there's something that's very peculiar to the industry you're in, that you translate it in a way that a judge or a panel of judges who don't know that industry would be able to comprehend and understand. But the second thing I'd say, and, and it came across to me horribly clearly, is is make sure when when you look at the question that the answer that you frame actually addresses the question because quite often people have an agenda of something they want to tell us and and they're important things and there is facility on the form, almost a free form things. But if somebody asks, you know, if the question asks you about um, how are you dealing with diversity in your team, actually make sure you talk about diversity in the response rather than some generic things that you've done that have allowed other people to engage in something. So I think it's 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 twofold. It's about making sure you answer the questions you ask, but use the opportunity to free form those things that you think it's really important for the panel to know about you. Yeah. Perfect. And um, Madhu, what's your final? Well, we've heard your top tips already. Anything further to add? That? I, I, yeah, I really, it's the same. It's the same thing. But the thing I'd, I'd encourage people to avoid is uh, going down an IT tunnel. So I didn't talk about uh, what to avoid in the previous session, but I would really encourage uh, whoever is applying to have a very holistic view of what they've done, a connection to the business. And as Dave said, the so what needs to come out really clearly. Do avoid just telling us about IT. Link it. Link it to the digital transformation. Link it to the outcomes. So that will make your application really stand out and and uh, be a powerful voice for you fantastic thanks do i think we may have lost uh janet i know she had to jump to her next meeting but i guess the, the, the final tips actually for me that i think we have spoke about through the course of this conversation i think um today's point 
data evidence is really key. I think testimonials actually can be quite strong as well. If you've got testimonials from line managers or, or superiors, and I think just be open and honest and have a degree of um, humility, I guess, as well, in terms of be yourself um, as much as you can. So we've got actually one final question uh, from Greg. Afternoon, Greg. Previously being in the CI100, obviously, I think from 2015 to 2020, is there any value in entering again 2022 or better to stand aside for newcomers? That's a great question. I've heard a few times. Dave, I'm going to get your thoughts first. I may chip in on that as well, but Dave, over to you first. I, I would still encourage Greg to put a submission forward because it, I think people are always going through a journey. They're always going through levels of change and uh, it, we, we all learn and we continue to learn from, from each other. So I think you know Greg's obviously a very important part of that community and I'd, I'd, I'd encourage him to stay within it. Yeah, I'll also add to that, uh, Dave, with, on, on the, the journey that um, one thing that struck me last year was the cycles you miss. You, you see people that are probably in year one of their transformation program or perhaps year two or year three. So the submission quality perhaps can can differ in terms of where you are on that journey. So, um, yeah, Greg would very much uh, appeal to you to um, to enter. And that applies to anyone else that's a former CL100 member and thinking of, uh, of getting back in. No restriction on that front. Right, there's no more questions. I'm going to leave it there. Janet, thanks for joining us once again. Madhu, thanks for not only this session, but the one before. And uh, Dave, as always, great to chat. And thanks for your time as well. My pleasure. And Ian as well. Thank you. Good thanks all. Good luck, everyone. Take Thank care. you. Good luck. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. All the best, everyone. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast and stay tuned for more inspiring tech leaders.